I'm Sophie. And I'm Emily. Welcome to Hallmark Remarks. Hallmark Remarks. Ba-na-na. Where we go deep about shallow movies. Where we talk all things Hallmark, dating, mental health, and pop culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of your favoritest sort of semi-weekly podcast. Hi, Sophie. <laughs> hey, Em. Guys, listen, we take this very seriously, but also life happens, and yeah. sometimes we just have to, um, you know, pivot. And yeah. I feel like post- pandemic everyone hates the word pivot but i don't care because <laughs> pivot it, it fits and i love friends <laughs> yeah i was like pivot. Yes, yes. yeah uh like if i ever have to tell anybody again like in a job interview that one of my strengths is being adaptable <laughs> like, i'm so tired of being adaptable. the human race the human race at this point is adaptable okay like honestly but well, no, I'm excited to be back yeah. and to see you again, yeah. and it's just us. The past two recordings, we've had a, a third person, so now yeah. it's just back to the OG, the OG. For, for now. <laughs> Last yeah. week was so much fun having mom on. I did not know <laughs> yes. that she used to read the subscription book things. I didn't know that was a thing. And I was like, and now you pay for our subscription. <laughs> I know. It's like a pay it forward full circle moment, and I love talking to your mom. Uh, like so wise she's and awesome she is the best storyteller yes and i'm like literally i was like i could listen to i could i was like listening to the conversation mostly towards the end and i was <laughs> loving it because i was like i could listen to you guys talk or like yeah. for a while so well, well what's funny so too great. is like the three of us we have something to say and we're like trying to insert but all three of us like to talk <laughs> we so really like, do. So I kind of was like ahead of it going, this is going to be potentially chaotic, but it, it worked. It was great. And um, yeah. I'm hoping we can get her on for um, obviously more episodes in the future, but um, sooner with some of our holiday stuff. So yeah. Anyway, that was so much fun um, having her and I'm just enjoying having like guests on and getting their thoughts it's and opinions because it's been really cool. I feel like, <laughs> so as you guys know, Emily and I, Emily and I typically do not text about the movie ahead of time or talk about it but sometimes we do like there's like one or two yeah. things that we might say to each other and one of the things I knew she was gonna irk her but it also irked me and then the other one she said irked me and I was like yeah. man I feel like at this point I kind of know the things that will frustrate you in a movie and then you know the yeah. things are you're gonna be like they didn't communicate <laughs> Uh-huh, literally, literally. <laughs> so it's always fun when we have a third person because it's like, yeah. okay, Mixes I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what you're going to think because I yeah. don't communicate with you outside yeah. of this. So yeah. um, it's always really fun and yeah. refreshing to have a third opinion on the show. Well, and we're hopefully going to have my, um, well, one of my friends, Alex and his co-host um, on, his name is Ethan, on, they have a podcast that we've talked about called um, I'd Watch That. And it's a movie, like, review podcast, but it's for, like, the IMDb Top 100, you know, kind of more, like, Mm -hmm. modern stuff going on. Um, But at some point, we're going to have them on, which that's going to be super fun, because they have a very quirky, very different, like, perspective on movies. Um, And, like, Alex watches Hallmark movies with his mom, like, all the time. So (laughs) so I'm like, I can't wait to review this together. So seriously, yeah, it's just so. gonna be a group of us like trying to not talk over. 
It's going to have to be like a seven part episode. <laughs> right. It's like, what happens when you get four podcast hosts Seriously. in one room? Like, Seriously. Nothing. Nothing happens. Nothing. Chaos. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> forward movement wise. But no. well, I we we are recording two days later than we normally do. Um, my I had a grandparent pass away, um, which I, I didn't even connect the fact that that happened to you like not that long ago until I was driving. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I was driving from Tennessee back to Lynchburg and a lot of my plans were just super up in the air. And I was like, Hey, yep. I'm not able to record tonight, you know? And as I'm like sending that, my brain was like, we recently had to do this. Um, feels familiar. (laughs) I know. So anyway, yeah, my dad's mom passed away, um, this past weekend and, it's been interesting because I didn't have a relationship with her, unfortunately. And so, um, just sorting through feelings. I, I wasn't necessarily prepared to feel like nothing. And that's kind of how I felt. <laughs> um, yeah, just yeah. being honest. And so I wasn't planning on going to the funeral, but, and there's like complicated relationships with um, my aunts and my uncles and some of my cousins. And so, um, I wasn't really planning on going because, you know, they a strange relationship and all that kind of stuff. And my dad and my mom were going to go and I was going back and forth and just kind of last minute decided to go and support my parents. Yeah. Like with, I'm not the only one who has the complicated relationship there. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't mind being a buffer and also like, um, a security guard. Like, no, back off, yeah. leave us alone. <laughs> being a, a bouncer. Yeah. A bouncer. There you go. Um, yeah. and I told my parents at the end, there was, they pr- literally praise God. There was like no drama, just no unnecessary stuff. Everybody was just able yeah. to grieve how they needed to grieve. Um, you know, in the South, we have something called receiving a friends before a funeral and it's like a visitation time essentially. And so, um, it was during the day on a Tuesday. So not that many people came, but my family and I actually knew the most, <laughs> uh, like my parents and I did. <laughs> Because we live in the same town that my that my grandmother did. And um, anyway, so we actually had a really good time getting to see some old friends and um, people that went to um, church with my grandmother that we knew from years ago, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully, there was no drama. But at the end, you know, my dad was thanking me again for coming. And um, it was kind of it was a surprise. I wasn't I didn't tell them ahead of time that I was going to go. And um I said, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it, we were all able to be cordial. I'm so happy that like everybody was just, the, the, we didn't have to add on to the hard that today was, you know? Right. But man, if we had, it would have been great content for the pod. <laughs> Honestly, I was ready for some tea. I know. And so and my dad and my mom, lo- like we're at the graveside losing our minds. You know what I mean? Like of so course, inappropriate. Yeah. But we Where were just, else would you do that? Truly. Uh, <laughs> we were just like cackling. And I said, I mean, imagine like we're at the funeral and somebody says something and I speak up and I give this monologue of like treating each other with respect. And some handsome single man walks in and yeah. hears me like give this speech and stand up for, you know, what's right and my family. And he just, you know, just falls in love with me. And as I'm getting off of my high horse, I fall and he catches me. Like, yeah. <laughs> My brain just now, like, the morbid side of my brain was, like, thinking that this man would be, like, an attractive groundskeeper. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) I'm like, wait, that's a little morbid. He just, like, (laughs) he keeps the ground of the... the, I'm imagining some guy with, like, a fake mustache, like, looking at me, like, hey. (laughs) Right. But, like, in your mind, it was probably, like... Some hometown guy or like a guy visited, you know, somebody's grandson. Yes, who was exactly. Them. But yes. my brain was like, 
uh, a cemetery groundskeeper. Wow, it's like an episode <laughs> of Supernatural, what... not that's... Hallmark. But like, <laughs> wait, no, <laughs> I'm getting my shows and my my networks that's, crossed. That's an October uh, Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like trying to be spooky. It's like a groundskeeper, yes, but really, yes. it's like it's his family's land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm just in town. <laughs> My parents are selling the cemetery, and I just needed to make it look nice. So much bad juju. Like, all this. <laughs> Talk so, about conflict later. Like, I know. But also, here's what's crazy to me. I was talking to my mom about this. Emily, I don't know if, how much you remember about it, but the, the actual town that my parents live in is cute. But yeah, like, it's super cute. They don't do anything. They barely do anything for Christmas. Like, they have a little right. bit, you know, they have, like, the red, like, ribbons on the doors and... You know, uh-huh. some of the, you know, on the, like, street lights, they'll have a light that's in the shape of, like, a bell or, you know, yeah. Rudolph or something. Like a um, Main Street vibe. Yeah, exactly. So they'll do a little bit, but I've never walked around and been like, ah, magical Christmas. I'm just kind of like, hey, Madison. That's, like, a missed opportunity because <laughs> that town, it, I remember it. It was so cute, and it reminded me of, like, the, one of the towns that I grown grew up in and i was like wow you could do so much yes here. missed opportunity yes i mean all they would need to do is have like they have they have a gazebo they could totally make that like you know cute and romantic their courthouse yeah. <clears throat> their courthouse is at the very center of the town and it's like the town itself is clean that's what i like about yeah. it is like you walk around yeah. it's clean it's laid out nicely like it's not anything too crazy it's just very small um yeah. but unfortunately like businesses do not do well there I don't know why. <clears throat> um, I get that. Totally. Yeah, but it's just partly because the people who own the buildings aren't, like, apparently always the greatest to work with. And so yeah. businesses that go in, that like, sometimes they, they don't even have air conditioning. So it's just, anyway, it's all over. Um, but I'm like, you know, I literally, for Christmas, go to a, ho- a small town where mm-hmm. the downtown is actually adorable and they don't do a flippin' thing with it. Maybe my Hallmark origin story is revitalizing the Christmas spirit in exactly. my hometown. That's, in your hometown. Yeah. I feel that so hard because the, the little city that I work in at the coffee shop is, like, same exact thing. It's it's a small, like, main street little downtown area. Potential, like, crazy. Like, back in the day, it, apparently it was, it was, like, poppin'. But... The potential is crazy and you just can't keep businesses in there. And that's like the coffee shop is one of the examples of that. But it's mostly because the buildings are so the owners want so much money and rent. It's like a catch 22. It's like people don't want to start businesses down there because there's not a lot of foot traffic. But like there's not a lot of foot traffic because there's no businesses down there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, support your small towns, support your small businesses, yeah. people, if you yeah. can. Um I try when yeah. I can. But, especially yeah, especially I, this I time of year when, like, big stores just get so much of our money. It's, yeah. like, it's one thing. We were just talking before the podcast started about I go grocery shopping once a month. And I'm going to go to Aldi. I'm going to go to Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, I need to save yeah. money on my groceries. And I need it to be totally. at, like, big stores that can handle, like, cutting the prices there, you know? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like gift giving, I'm re- I-, I will like use Amazon, you know, a lot. 
But around this time of year, I am pushing myself to utilize things like Etsy. You know, like I get it. We need to online shop. We need like it just it has to be more convenient. But there's also holiday markets starting in November, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know your area is going to have a bajillion. Um, mine, I yeah. think, has like four throughout the holiday season. And it's, you know, a lot of ha- homemade stuff, a lot of, you know, whatever. But I'm going, man, <laughs> this time of year, go to like the smaller coffee shops. Go to, you know, yeah. the, basically the last quarter of the year when we're more willing to spend money. Like spend mm-hmm. it where it's going to make an impact on like a regular human being, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like I, um, have kind of been conflicted in the past of like feeling like, Oh, I can't shop at Amazon anymore. Like I have to support local, but obviously that's not necessarily practical Mm -hmm. in this day and age. So like maybe we make one or two of our gifts, like where we would normally purchase from a quote unquote, like fast yeah box store but like maybe get it from something smaller yeah. it's gonna be like a little mm-hmm. bit more meaningful and then you kind Love of pay that. it forward more so that's our um yes. that's our pay it forward bit for the day shop small everybody <laughs> because we do those every single episode yeah, yeah right because <laughs> we're well, I mean, our coffee shop's closing, so you don't have to worry about us. But, like, yeah. there's a lot of other places yeah. that you can support. <laughs> yeah. Even, like, right before the funeral stuff on Tuesday, I was like, is there a coffee shop downtown that I can, like, I just wanted something. You know, I wanted something. Yeah. My throat was hurting, so I was like, I just want something, you know, hot to drink, whatever. And all three of my family members were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what uh, in the small town is this? <laughs> What in a small town is this? Uh, well, I'm glad you um, were able to go and, and yeah. like, support your parents. I remember you saying that that was, like, something you were glad you did, which I I get that because it's, like, weird, strained relationship, non-existent relationship for mm-hmm. the, the individual themselves, but, like, obviously it's more than one person being affected. So that's good that you got to go and, yeah, make yeah. make that a surprise for your parents, too. I'm sure yeah. they're like, oh, my yeah, Corbin, I called Corbin, my older brother, and was like, hey, I'm coming. And he was like, oh, okay. And he goes, well, then I'll just, because he lives about an hour away from my parents, and he was going to go mm-hmm. to some of the funeral stuff, but wasn't planning on staying with them. So he was like, well, I'll just come in town then, you know, make that easy. Yeah. Well, it's kind of nice, because because they didn't know I was coming, they, like, went out to dinner. <laughs> and so they were gone when I got in. <laughs> and it was, like, an hour before they got in. It was so funny. Um... But, yeah, it was good, and they walked, they they came in, they were like, oh, you tricked us, and I was like, well, when I talked to you earlier, I wasn't planning on coming. <laughs> um, I just changed my mind very quickly. Truly, so, and then my younger brother stayed here with Haley, um, and just let her kind of have, like, her normal routine, which is good, because I am yeah. still, so I was a little bit sick today, so I worked from home, and um, I'm, like, still recovering. I got back on Tuesday. I, I left on Monday and got back on Tuesday, so <laughs> I'm like, Haley would be dying right now if she had done what yeah. I did so yeah anyway good well I'm glad it worked out yes sorry about all the it's definitely not it's never easy but sometimes it feels more conflicting than usual because it's like how am I supposed to feel in this moment like yeah. we've talked about before grief is weird so it I, is I think like yeah. if I hadn't had counseling I think I'd be beating myself up um totally. and I also had some just very kind messages from people in similar situations saying like yeah you have permission to cry, but you also have permission to not. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was, like, not sure how I would react, but was just kind of like, eh, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, yeah, thanks to just a lot of counseling and sorting through, you know, for almost three years, like, 
what my coping skills are, what I felt about, you know, estranged family relationships, you know, what, what could I do in them, like all that kind of stuff. I was able to just go in not needing to perform, not needing to do anything. And also just kind of like, if that's how I feel, it's how I feel. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat myself up for something that I, it's out of my control, you know? So yeah. anyway, I appreciate just the kind words that obviously like you sent me and then others sent me. And, um, just, just acknowledging to any listeners out there who have interesting <laughs> familial yeah. relationships, like, you are not alone, and, um, you know, this is once again another reason to go to something like counseling, because exactly. I was able to just handle so well the situation that I don't think a few years ago I could have handled as well. Yeah, I mean, it's all about getting those tools to just kind of handle mm. in the real world what, what gets thrown at you as best you can, yep. um, but... I, yeah, I'm glad that you got to do that. And, uh, well, I mean, what family dynamic is truly normal? I don't know. I am so. literally, <laughs> I, I keep stumbling <laughs> into this, like, what is normal? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever have that in my, you know, if I ever get married and, and birth children situation. Because I'm right. like, I ha- I adopted Haley. <laughs> and so I'm like, <laughs> You're like, ah, well, been there, done that. So. Already, <laughs> I already signed up for abnormal, you know? <laughs> yeah, and we love it. But, yeah. Um, my week was, uh, I mean, a little less exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I started my uh, internship on Yay! Monday for my manual QA mm-hmm. course that I've been doing. I'm pretty sure I've touched on it. Nope, you actually have not. Podcast. Nope. Have not. I've nope. talked to you yes. about it, but mm-hmm. not. I was like, I know what you're saying, but nobody knows what you're saying. <laughs> I feel so bad that I never remember what I've talked about yeah. on here before. I got you. It's so bad. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so I've been taking a course the past like seven weeks or so. Um, learning how to be a manual quality assurance software engineer or a software manual QA. It's a fancy title for a job that's not super difficult, Mm. but it's basically like a hands-on manual approach of going through websites and apps um, that are in the development phase and you just find problems Mm. with it. You're, You're like either on your own or, or from a document, you just find issues and you make little reports on them and you send them to the developers and then they get fixed. So, so QA stands for quality of, assurance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of different, um, ways there's manual QA, there's QA automation where mm. like code is involved and all that, but it sounds like kind of fancy for the job. That's not super fancy. I just, I have a health degree and I grew up like singing, dancing and all of that. So I'm like tech, what? Yeah. But it's actually been uh, really easy to grasp. So I, cool. um, I did my course for seven weeks and then through the course, they provide you like a mock internship and then they actually get you like a real internship. So it's very hands-on, which is awesome. And I've been doing a couple projects every day, um, just like an hour to two hours of work. And then my internship lead looks it over gives me feedback. I can either fix it or, you know, move on. So that's been really cool because that's actually something that I'm good at. It's very detail oriented. You know, you just, you just find issues with a website and I'm like, I do that every day as a consumer. (laughs) Yeah. I find problems. So, um, that's been really cool and that I'm hoping, praying that, um, once I kind of finish up this internship and start interviewing, I can get a really nice, like remote job with Mm -hmm. that and tech the tech world pays very nicely. Um, even if it's a contracted job or a salary job, it's just something that I am not used to. Like 
I've had a lot of odd jobs. I've never had a career. And not that this would necessarily be a career, but it is something that would afford me more more time and, and finances to be able to like maybe use my degree for once. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited because it's just something that I, it's something I've knew, you know, knew that I've learned and I don't feel like I'm stuck in this decision, but I yeah. also feel like this is going to be good for, for me at the time. So it's kind of the concept of like what, you know, going to college, you know, was pitched as I'm not really wanting to yeah. dive into you know, college in general, but you know, it's that like, it opens doors for you. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you like when you have this tucked in your back pocket or Mm -hmm. it's front and center and it's what you're doing. And the other stuff gets to be tucked in your back pocket and you get to pull them out whenever you want to, you know, it's just, it just feels good to not be like pigeonholed and like, oh, I can't do anything because nobody wants whatever I have right now. Yeah, and it's been really cool because I've actually, like, allowed myself finally to admit, like, oh, I, I, I'm I, not supposed, like, I should, I need to take that word out of my vocabulary as much as I can, like, when it comes to my career and a timeline, because you get caught up in the word, like, I should be at this point by now, dot, 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 you know, at this age, expectations, all that. So I've, I've finally let myself let go of that and be like, hey... I can actually like learn new things as I, as I age and as I go through life, I can learn new things and learn new skills and I don't have to be stuck in one place all the time. Like I'm just not that type of person who wants like to stay somewhere. I'm not going to be happy in the same thing forever. Some people are, I'm not. So I am excited to have a skill that's new and like, you know, it's important for me to learn technology as our world is ever increasing in technology. So that's been fun and not as intimidating as I thought. So that's awesome. I'll keep you posted as that goes. Now, but now that now that um, the what are what are we calling our listeners? The remarkers are you know in <laughs> our yeah. What are you guys? Our What's our fandom? <laughs> the HRs. Um, <laughs> that's what. Whenever I have a task I need to get done for the podcast for you know the instagram handle like whatever i just do like hr like hr yeah. you know post or like something like that and i'm <laughs> like you guys that's so funny <laughs> like you're not human resources <laughs> the hrs, the HRs. Our, our fandoms um the remarkers the hallmarkers you know hallmarkers, whatever yeah listeners help us out what do you yeah. want to be called what do you want to be called <laughs> um All 30 of you <laughs> <laughs> hey hashtag ogs you know um, love you. <laughs> um, it always yeah, increases during the holiday season, so maybe soon always. to be, soon to be way I more. <laughs> well, I um, I'm excited about the internship. It's been great. And Good. So I'm excited to like keep learning new stuff, and I re- I liked the movie that we watched this okay. week, and I'm ready to talk about it. And I yes. want to hear what you what you thought about it. So, yes. um, I have the IMDb pulled up, um, as per usual. Well, tabs open. So to kind of intro your intro. Um, the movie that we watched this week is called Harvest Moon and Emily chose it. There were a couple that we were like throwing back and forth. Um, but I did, I was throwing out a Netflix movie, which, you know, we'll do it at some point probably. And, but I really liked the idea when she pushed back on with, uh, not pushed back, but like sent back a couple that were, um, fall. (laughs) No, no, I don't like that one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it was, uh, fall, fall themed. And so I was like, yeah, okay. And there weren't. 
I don't think that there were any new fall movies out at that point. And so like that we hadn't reviewed yet. So this yeah. one um, is a little bit older and had a couple yeah. of, you know, actors that we recognized and um, the, <laughs> the storyline seemed very like, okay, this is Hallmark, you know? Um, but anyway, yeah. so that's kind of, you know, where the movie came from. Um, Emily, do you want to give the synopsis? Yes, I will read this off of the IMDb page. Um, This was a 2015 movie, and this is OG Hallmark Channel, not Mm -hmm. Movies and Mysteries or anything. So OG Hallmark Channel, um, and I definitely feel like uh, (laughs) it feels like an OG Hallmark movie, kind of like you said, like all the things. But um, it says, after her family goes bankrupt, a city woman, (laughs) lol, a city woman, (laughs) travels to the country to fix up a struggling pumpkin farm that her father bought as an investment. And um, starring Jesse Schramm, Schram, um, who I love. She, I think she's such a cute little, like her mannerisms and stuff, so cute. She's like a great actress. Also, Jesse Hutch plays um, our our like male love interest. Oh, I didn't even here. notice so the Jesse got, Jesse. Yeah, her name is spelled J E S S Y, and he is spelled J E S S E. So I was like, oh, that's cute. So Jesse and Jesse, but we, um, I. <laughs> I pulled a, a a me again where I was like, oh gosh, what are their names? So uh, we have Jenny, who is our city woman, and then um, B- Brett, who is our country farmer man. And yeah, she it was a very like Shit's Creek moment at the beginning, and uh, so she yeah, you know, that's actually go a really good way of putting it. <laughs> they go bankrupt, and um, that's when she finds out that her dad had bought land uh, a farm for her essentially because he thought that it was going to get rezoned and be built into condos and be a good investment and um then it wasn't ever rezoned and never got built so it's just a pumpkin farm so she literally finds out that she owns a pumpkin farm and um then then we have our plot so i i'm curious to hear your thoughts about it yeah so it like she said it opens up um with the i I just swipe my card. I never have to think about money shopping mm-hmm. trip. And she's in like very brightly colored fashionista, but a little bit like on the business side, you know, so like the yeah. pencil skirts and the really high heels and the, oh, I love these shoes. Of course you do. You bought them last week. Oh, ha 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 ha. You know, like <laughs> I know I that like, kind oh of gosh. stuff. And there's so, so much of it that I was like, it's not a bad movie. It was just yeah. seven years ago. Hallmark. <laughs> And it was 2015. Hallmark. Yes. And I was like, okay, I don't know. Like there are parts of it that the, the bones of it, I had no problems with. I felt like, yeah. okay, you know, whatever. But to give like an example of my, wait, what moment? Uh, mm-hmm. one, one of many, um, at the end they have their conflict, which was a stupid conflict. And then okay. she like pieces out, like leaves. Mm-hmm. So she was at this farm living with them and that's of course where them fell in love and well okay actually i'm sorry i'm gonna bounce around a little bit we're gonna back up a little bit he was all i'm a widower i want her gone i this is the farm we live on but she owned it you know and so it's like well she wants to sell it but i don't want her to and then he he like softened and no conversation happens and all of a sudden he's putting his arm around her and like kissing her on the cheek literally it was so i was like yeah i was like whoa okay you know but it wasn't horrible because they did have a cute moment the night before so they had like a romantic 
sitting very close to each other, but side by side. And then he, like, she kind of snuggled in. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe that was enough for him to be like, we're together now. Um, right. And she did, she was fine with it. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> then fast forward to, oh, conflict. Oh, she doesn't trust him. Oh, she has to move. You know, she has to leave, whatever. She goes back to the city and she's just ready to, to sell the farm. And then um, through a couple of things, like she decides not to. And then the next scene. We are back at the farm having a celebratory something that could have been the very next weekend or it could have been a year later. We have no idea. And she says, you know, this speech of welcome to the such and such, the Jarrett farm something. And, you know, we're so happy. And my dad, thank you for, you know, all of your lessons, even though you went bankrupt and screwed our whole family over. Thanks for the pumpkin patch. Um, (laughs) And you're so brave. And then she's like, uh, and to my best friend, Brett, you know, thank you. And then they're holding hands and then he proposes. Yeah. And it's like, what? Uh." Again, it was another example of like, it felt, it felt like the last, it was nine minutes. I was like, wait, how much more do we have left of this movie? (laughs) Nine minutes. The last nine minutes. It's like they were like, oh, production's got to be done yes. tomorrow. We need yes. to wrap this up. And it just felt very like, what, what? And I texted Sophie. This was one of the moments that we actually communicated about the movie. Because at one point in her little spiel, like, this is the ending. I feel like we'll backtrack really fast and kind of give more detail leading up to this. But, like, she gave a spiel talking about, like, uh, this product has been in the works for a year. So that's why I was like, can we knock it like a little lower third mm. or like a title that's like one year later? Yeah. Because that would help that so helped. much. Okay, so I didn't, and I didn't catch I that like, part. What? I just, yeah, I so literally fast. thought, she, because, because the festival party thing that they were having, they had yeah. literally talked about while she lived there. Yeah. So I, I was sitting there going, I don't think it, I didn't think it was like the next weekend, but I'm like, it could be because you guys didn't set this up to, for me to know. But OK, OK. A this. year later, yeah. they she at least yeah. said it. So like the last nine minutes was a crazy like, yeah. bleh, bleh, bleh. like they just like fast forwarded, like how you listen to all your podcasts on one and a half speed. They were like <laughs> ah, pr- production. Yep. But like a little bit of context, I guess. So like the synopsis actually does a really good job of kind of explaining. It's like, oh, OK, the end. Yeah. But she finds out they're broke. You know, they have this scene where it, the Shit's Creek of it is like she walks home and all these people are just unloading stuff from this huge house. And, um, you know, see, all these like expensive items have to go because he's declaring bankruptcy. And <laughs> that's when she finds out about the farm. She goes to see the farm for the first time. So that's our scene with like city girl in her heels going to a pumpkin patch. And their meet cute moment is like she's wandering around the pumpkin patch farm or whatever to try and find somebody and he's listening to his music he he like bumps into her or something she falls into a big mud puddle it's like they're you know frozen it reminded me of like anna getting fallen in the water or whatever like Mm -hmm. their meet cute moment um and and did you notice that it wasn't even mud it was just water it was just water it was very clear uh, yeah. Yeah. And she was like, just because I'm a city girl doesn't mean I can't handle a little mud. Like, she's trying very hard to just be like, yeah. ew, this is gross, but I can handle it. And <laughs> so we we meet the whole family, and it's like, um, Brett, he's got a daughter named Abby, and we find out that, he, you know, he's a, he's a widower. Mm-hmm. And um, then I think it's his brother yeah. lives there. Harry. Mm-hmm. His, his mom? No, his like, aunt. His so. Aunt. Okay. His... It was very confusing to me who was there. 
Um, so Rosie is is Brett's aunt, and mm-hmm. she said, "I lost my sister and my parents in the same car accident." Right. So That's Rosie, right. I don't know where the crap their parents are, or maybe it was like I've lost their parents, or I don't know. Yeah, it was confusing who was who, but we have yes, a lot of people yeah. in this house. Mm-hmm. And then there's like two farmhands, a married couple that are are there as well. And the the wife, Lou, is played by Linda Boyd, who is also in Virgin River, the first oh. season of Virgin River. Mm. Um, they're either the, great, we like either her. have somebody from Virgin River in these movies or Heartland. I've no like always. <laughs> there's it's one it's of those shows. Thing. It's like either you recognize them or I recognize them. Yeah, and so she she's great in both of the, these. I liked her a lot, but yeah. um, so then basically. Um, Jenny, our main character, is like, okay, well, I'm going to sell this place to get the money from it, and so I just need to assess it and see, like, what forms need to be signed. And she finds out it's not worth anything, and so she decides that she's going to give it a makeover and, you know, increase the resale value. And along the way, she obviously falls in love with it. She falls in love with him and the family, and we find out about this Harvest Moon Festival that they used to have, but they don't have it anymore for, like, a multitude of reasons. And she discovers a lot of different revenue streams that they can have from this farm. And one of them is what is called Grandma's Pumpkin Cream, (laughs) which is, like, this facial moisturizer that she finds out. She finds the recipe for it and all this stuff. And then a part that kind of irked me I want to see what you thought about it was um, she finds, so Lou, the farm, one of the farmhands, she shows Jenny all of these violets that are in a greenhouse. Mm -hmm. And we find out that um, Brett's late wife had like cross pollinated all these different types and kind of like created whatever this special Mm -hmm. violet. Mm -hmm. And um, Jenny was like, oh, how many of these do you guys sell? They must sell like crazy. And she's like, no, Brett doesn't want to sell them. He just gives them away to keep her memory alive. And so she approaches him about selling it because she was like, we could market this as like, you know, the Jarrett Violet or whatever and give like a great revenue stream for you guys. And he was like, no, I don't think you understand what this means to me. And, but she's also like, bro, you guys have so much debt and bills and stuff. Like, why can't you just let this help you basically is what I got from it. And I'm like, I get it. It's special to you, sir. And you haven't gone to therapy and processed your wife's death (laughs) and you haven't moved on from this. And you just want to give away the flowers, but you're also like the farm is dying essentially is what I got from all these moments and i'm like just sell the dang flowers well and as like as we learn about his late wife there is not one like ounce of me that believes that she would have wanted him to go down and not sell her flowers if she was one that was like the she told me that she never wants these to be sold okay you know like that's complicated yeah but it's like it was a hobby that she thoroughly enjoyed because she just wanted a certain color. And when she finally found it, like she kept cultivating it. I was like, I mean, that's cool. And for me who likes the concept of that, I don't know if I would ever do that, but it's a lot of work y'all. Like it's a lot of like very detailed. That to me was like, wow, she is very um, caring and tender. Like that's Mm -hmm. what that told me about his late wife, you know, like whatever. And I'm like, but nothing about her character that we learned from 
um, his daughter Abby from Aunt Rosie. Like, nothing about her character made me think that she would have cared if her flowers were sold. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And especially because I think she loved the farm. So it's like, yeah, what in the world? So, yeah, it was kind of your typical, like, you're stepping on... Um, you know, this thing that I love and, and I was like, she did it just fine. Shut up. Like, it's not yeah, like that. I and thought it was very respectful yeah. and she wasn't trying to steal the flower and go make money off of it for herself. She was just like, this could be a great opportunity for you guys. And this was like after she kind of started really, I think, loving the farm and kind of loving the, the lifestyle and the people. And so I think like her heart was in the right place for yeah. it for sure. But that just irked me. I was yeah. like, dude. Like, there were several sometimes... yeah like i okay <clears throat> she gets there and she's like she tries one way of just looking at it and trying to find somebody to you know buy it like emily said you know mm-hmm. oh and they were like it's just not worth much and all that by the time you pay off all the debt you're not going to walk away yeah. with anything so she's like i'm not going to be able to sell this and then go live a good life which is kind of yeah. the point and so she, round two, was like, well, let's spruce it up. A good makeover, which I was like, okay, yeah. stupid as heck, but it was really funny for the city girl to be like, shopping! And, you know, what? Yeah. I was like, okay, this is this is funny. Breaks her old piggy bank. Yeah, <laughs> which, okay, can we talk about, she broke her plastic piggy bank. It's got a... And it, <laughs> and it made a glass-breaking sound. Glass sound. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge. Yeah. A big I was like, and, and everything in it was dollar bills, but it made like coin sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Um, Miss that one part. And honestly, like, all you'd have to do is have a glass piggy bank to like make that okay. I know. You know. I and know. so just clean it up after. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, my cat is climbing around here. Okay. I see her um, in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> but we see. Oh yeah, yeah. With Brett. Sorry, I was like, what? What were we talking about? So. As things go on, she's like, okay, if you guys will help me do this, I'll put a stipulation in that you guys get to stay on and work the farm no matter who buys it. I was like, that was great. Like, in the very beginning of the movie, you're going to just, like, be mature and, like, recognize that you don't want to screw people over, but you also would like to sell this. I thought that was great. And his his thing with it, which I thought was stupid, was he was like, I'm going to make it so hard for her with all these chores that she's just going to give up on this idea. Yeah. And I was like, but dude, she's not going to give up on the idea. What she's going to do is she's just going to sell it to whoever and then leave. Like, she's not going to actually care about who she sells it. It it was just really stupid to me on his part. It didn't make any sense. But it played into a lot of the decisions that he made, like you said earlier, he needs to go to therapy. Um, we're coming from a like wounded place. So he was yeah. constantly like, don't mess with it. Don't, don't, you know, this is, it's perfect as it is. I don't want change. Mm-hmm. I don't want change, which I'm like, listen, I get it. And he's got trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got intense trauma from his wife um, totally. passing away. I mean, come on a car accident. Like that's so fast. It's so hard, you know, whatever. So yeah. anyway, all that to say throughout the movie, you just kept seeing him like overreacting to things. Which yeah. is a trauma response, as we know. And totally. so I'm like, okay, she also wants to now jump down from this ledge that she's <laughs> on, but there's nowhere for her to go. Oh my gosh. What you gonna okay. do, Lucy? She did what it. What you gonna do? Um, <laughs> so anyway, we constantly see Brett overreacting to things, barely apologizing, but yeah. Jenny is very gracious throughout the movie. Yeah. Because here's the thing, no matter what, he crossed lines for sure as far as like, 
he was just rude. But yeah. I just kept going back to, but he also tragically lost his wife. And, like, right. we can sit here and say, oh, he should go to therapy. Oh, you know, whatever. But I think the way that Jenny responded was the right way of just, like, mm-hmm. this is your farm. This is your home. This is where you and your wife, like, fell in love yeah. and had, you know, your daughter and raised her. And there's so many memories. Like, there was just something about that that kept being layered in how Jenny responded to him. So yeah. she had her pride of, like, I can do anything. But then when she would screw it up and he'd get mad at her, she'd be like, I'm so sorry. You know, like, I shouldn't have done yeah. that. And so I was yeah. like, okay, that was really cool. And then eventually he softened and just recognized, like, he was not coming from the right place, you know, whatever. So they were able to kind of sort through that. But the conflict in the end is it comes back out that he was trying to get her, he was giving her the hard jobs to get her to leave. And she was like, is that what you're still doing? And he was like, no. And she was like, I don't believe you. And she left. And it was like, yeah, she's like, what? I have to go. Yeah. I was like, it was okay. so dumb. It's yeah. just not... It didn't warrant as big as of a reaction, which is usually the case. And that's that's why I was so annoyed with the ending, too, because... Um, I, and, like, I also thought a different conflict was going to happen rather than the one that did. But I'll get back to that. So, at the end, they're at this, like, dance. This, mm-hmm. like, community fundraiser dance um, at the end. And her friend from the city comes to comes into town or whatever to visit and go to the dance and stuff. And she overhears like a water cooler conversation about that's what he was doing. She goes to break the news to Jenny. That's when this whole thing happens. And so they literally that night, like pack Jenny's bags and she leaves. And, um, who is it? It, Rosie. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Rosie. She comes out and she's just like, are you sure you really want to do this? And Jenny was like, did you know? And, she, mm. like, Rosie didn't say anything. And Jenny, like, gives her a hug. And she's like, that's okay. You don't have to say anything. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, again, I don't know if you needed to, like, dip set. But she kind of was like, I need some time to figure all this out. And yeah. then that's when she gets back to the city. She's about to sign the farm away, basically. And her friend Brooke runs in and is like, don't you dare sign. Yes. And what I thought was going to be an issue, which didn't make sense, but I was like, wait, is this going to be a problem? Um, when Brooke gets into town, Jenny's telling her about the pumpkin, like, cream. Yeah. And Brooke puts it in her purse, and I was like, oh, no, is her friend gonna, like, turn on her and go try and sell it and put her own name on it and all this stuff? But, like, we find out that the friend works for a cosmetics company, which I apparently missed in the beginning. And, um... No, you did not. You did not miss it. Okay, cool. She never once referenced never it. it, except okay, for she, cool. she, they FaceTimed in like the middle of the movie and she's at a desk and I think okay. she maybe references something, but she never like referenced even in the beginning of the movie, Jenny's like, maybe I should get a job. And Brooke is like, what? And I'm like, Brooke, you have what a job. You what, are, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> I know, it didn't make any sense, because apparently she works for this, like, big cosmetics company. Yeah. She gave her boss the pumpkin cream, and he, like, tested the formulas, and then we find out that, like, the earth of this pumpkin farm (laughs) is literally so special. It's got some type of mineral in it that, like, this pumpkin cream only works from the pumpkins grown on this farm so she's like i'm not selling and then that's when we get the not the not no resolution no reason that they resolved things honestly to me i'm looking at that going okay so this is a money grab like that's an easy assumption to take away is she said oh i can make a ton of money off of this cream i better go make up with brett now i'll believe his story you know because there's no like her coming back and saying i don't know what to do because we got the situation and he's like 
okay, well, let me fully explain. He explains, you can see her, like, body language change, and you can know yeah, that she's, like, believing him. None of that. I actually don't think it was a production thing, like, oh, we're running out of time. I think they have the scenes, but they cut them. Yeah, they cut them. Because it didn't sure, feel like, 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 the actors felt like they had resolved it. And I was yeah. like, but you didn't. So, but you didn't. To me, I'm going a couple, two or three extra scenes would have made it so much easier um, to like follow and flow and that kind of thing. Um, or a couple of extra, honestly, lines. Like the, yeah. they were getting cozy on the hay bales, you know, but then the next day he's yeah. putting his arm around her and kissing her on the cheek and saying bye and having like this cute moment. A couple of extra lines of like, I'm scared, but I really want to date you. Right. I, you, what if you leave tomorrow? I don't know, but I want to explore this. That's all that would have need, been needed for that to make mm-hmm. sense the next day. And then yeah. with the conflict, it would have been better if, like, he made a joke. Oh, and to think, uh, you know, I was trying to get rid of you. And she stepped back right. and go, what are you talking about? You know? Yeah, exactly. And then, Something like, like there's hurt feelings where she's not really wanting to hear his explanation. You know? Because it's like, well, I dove in and I trusted you, but now that, you know, whatever. Yeah. And she just wants to leave. The biggest beef I had about her leaving, though, was it was, like, literally triggering for Abby, the daughter. Yeah. And I Abby was like, was like, are you mad at me? I know. And I was oh like, girl, gosh. I said, Jenny, like, you cannot leave like this. Like, you have to swallow yeah. all your pride right now and turn around and go and stay in your room. Like, yeah. So th- I did not like that at all. Um, And I would have liked a scene of resolution before, totally. like, the party, the dance party the thing where the dancing and the music you know, we're just so oh in sync so, yes, and I have uh, so wonderful. <laughs> and honestly, I was just so proud of, um, I was so oh proud of them gosh. for their electric slide dance abilities. I have a few <laughs> points about this. Um, I have several points about the, okay, so about the ending before I forget. Yes. It's like in Hallmark movies past where we always talk about like, oh, okay, well, we see that they made up at this one thing, but I don't know how they're going to be in like a year. Right. We, we got the one year later and we know how they're going to be, but we don't actually see how they got there. So it's like... It's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite. Yeah. So I was like, I really am... I, that's what I had to beef, beef with the most because it's like, okay, well, like, I see now that you're engaged. Right. But, last thing like, we knew, you broke you up. up. Yeah. Last thing yeah. we know, you broke up and then you got engaged. Uh, it's just The Bachelor? Like, what is this? <laughs> right. Truly. So that was that for, thought for me. But um, another thing that I texted Sophie was my least favorite thing is when you have a dance scene in a movie and post-production or whatever does not sync the music up to the eight count that they're dancing to. Because this was so offbeat and they were literally just doing the electric slide and it was so offbeat. I was like, can find the beat. It's like, it's like when ladies in church clap on like one and three uh-huh. and not two and four. <laughs> it's honestly <laughs> exactly like, was it was like a dancing scene and a montage at the same time. It was. And you were like, like, well, which one happening. is it? So you can't just have random yeah. music. Yeah, and I have a theory about the electric slide that you can do it to any song. Like You really can. You can. You can. And so I was like, this is not that bad that they're doing that as their line dance. But honestly, there's very simple line dances that they could have done. Could have done. You know what I mean? Instead. And did you notice, so at the beginning of the scene in the actual barn dance scene, she looks like really confused. Like she doesn't know the dance moves, but not like two scenes earlier she was teaching brett's brother how to dance and she was teaching him the electric slide 
Like you see her do the electric slide with Brett's brother to teach him. It how just to makes dance. me wonder if production, if like, like any of the producers watched the movie they were producing. Like, did any of I them? Know. Were any of them awake? <laughs> were any of them paying attention? Yeah. You're just like, come on, why? Like, like some people notice yeah. these things. She's but like acting all confused. But you have the like moments that you and I are noticing where the outfit starts matching the attitude. So I'm like, yes. how can you do that so well? And they did so it well. very well in this movie. They did. Very well. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> do crap like that, where it's like, how do I do the electric slide? The thing I showed 30 I minutes ago in this movie that I'm capable of. And then she's like oh doing gosh. it so well. She's like holding on to Brett while she's doing I'm like, what is happening? And also, I like... You have gotten to this point in the movie where you know what outfits are comfortable and what you should be wearing, and yet you wear these, like, super stiletto heels to a barn dance, which I thought it was so ironic, too, that they were hosting they were hosting a fundraiser dance for a man who had broken his leg. <laughs> he cannot dance. No. <laughs> we're, doing a, we're doing a benefit, you know, uh, a bit. I like saying the word benefit with a country accent. A, ben- benefit. a, a benefit dance for... Lester, whatever his name was. I don't um, even know his because, name. you know, his broken leg. What? Did you, <laughs> at the very end, he was in the last scene, too, with Brooke, and Brooke goes, so last year you broke your leg, and this year <laughs> you broke your arm. Like, he was wearing a cast or whatever. I was like, that was actually kind of funny. That is funny. Well, out. so, okay. I felt like, I love the Shit's Creek reference. I actually just looked it up, and Shit's Creek came out the same year. Oh, yeah, okay. literally. So um, they're probably both filmed in Canada too. <laughs> probably. Um, but I was thinking this movie was Uptown Girl meets Footloose. Uh huh. And it was like because yes. the Footloose was the branch off, like the side thing of the brother Harry, who was he was a little you know cutie. He looked like a ghost yeah. in the last scene. Um, really I was like, bro, you are translucent. Um. <laughs> But he um, can, like, he, he can play guitar, and then later we find out he can sing, and then he goes, you yeah. know, and does this thing, which I loved. I loved all of that. That I thought that was cute. But he was so flippin' nervous to ask this girl <laughs> out that he liked. Yeah. Part of it was he didn't know how to dance, so she's teaching him how to dance, and those scenes were very cute. I absolutely loved so everything cute. about it, except for the continuity issues of she knows how to do the electric slide when she's teaching him, but she, so it's kind of like, are we supposed to be led to believe that she's just stupid? Like she likes acting right, stupid. Like so what? Brett can like <laughs> teach her. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and it's like, we're not playing games here. Stop. Like we're adults. Um, but anyway, so I loved that stuff because you got to watch, I mean like what an 18 year old kid, like swallow yeah. his like fear and, you know, ask the girl he likes out and like dance mm-hmm. with her. And then, you know, a year later, he's, like, going on this, like, music scholarship, whatever. And you just see her swooning as he's, like, playing guitar. And it's it was so, so cute. cute. Yeah. I was like, that's so yeah. cute. And I didn't mind really much of the Brett and Jenny storyline. I thought it was fine. I like I like yeah. when there's, like, butting heads, the enemies to lovers, you know, trope. Yeah. Like, I like when they butt, head, butt heads, but then there's, like, two or three things. That one person always gives. And I think Jenny did. One person yeah. always, like, stops with the fighting and starts giving grace, and the other person, like, needs a few more scenes before that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just very choppy once they got together 
and like yeah. they could have done better with it but their chemistry was great i really liked it honestly um jesse yeah. shram the girl who played jenny always reminds me of britney snow um yes she really does who was in like pitch perfect and you know all that kind of stuff um but she appeared i was just looking at her instagram handle she's apparently in like the chicago um med like tv show right now oh okay um so she's She's still yeah and then jesse hutch like honestly both of them are in a lot of hallmark movies i have i have not looked but i'll get i'll bet money that they're in at least one christmas movie this year so we'll Mm -hmm. see them again i think jesse hutch is so attractive so he's really cute and she she uh was in a movie i want to say it's called like picture perfect or something she's actually in two movies that i've seen from hallmark that i both really like and one of them is called Picture Perfect, and um, it's, like, a similar ending where it's, like, enemies to lovers, and then they end up together at the end, and then we get this actual one-year-later screen text, yes. and then, then he proposes. It's like, oh, that's similar, but I liked that movie a lot more, so. She's in a lot. I'm, I'm looking at her IMDb right now. She was in Once Upon a Time, if anybody watched that oh, that's show. that's right. She was, Who um, was she again? Was she Cinderella? No, because and that was she, Jennifer Godwin's role, like her that, and Prince Charming. But she Charming. was Snow White, wasn't she? Was she Snow White? Je- Jennifer Goodwin or whatever was Snow White. So I pretty Dr. Sure Hannah Asher is like the character's name. For those who didn't watch, no, 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 no. that's Chicago Magic. My bad. I was looking at the wrong thing. Um, no, she was Cinderella. Ashley Boyd and Cinderella. She, oh, because she was yeah, like yeah, in the beginning. She was Snow White in Prince Charming. Got it. Okay. Nice. Um, so, yeah, yeah, So she was in that. She was in Nashville. I totally forgot she was in the show Nashville. Um, Mad Men. She was in, yep, Mad Men, Last Resort. Um, She's done a lot. Yeah, CSI, Miami. Um, Veronica Ooh, Roth. Drake and Josh. <laughs> Drake <Yeah>. and Josh. <laughs> That's her first, like, wow. thing. Um, she was. Oh, the, girl. It says number one fan was the episode she was in. wonder if she was the number their number one fan. Um, but, I mean, that's 2004. So 18 years, like she's been doing a lot. Um, and I can tell like she, she, oh, sweet. I can tell like she is her presence on screen. She kind of knows who she is. And like, I like when, um, we, we have one of two things that I really like from the actors that do actors from the actors who do, (laughs) I I, I really, I was like, why did I just say it like that? Um, who do Hallmark movies. One that I really like is when they play up the cheesy, like they know they're in a cheesy movie and they just kind of lean into that and they own it. And I'm like, okay, you know, I totally, I appreciate that. I think she did that really well. Um, her facial, Mm -hmm. facial expressions were a little bit exaggerated. She like the, her body language was a little bit like rickety and stuff, but in a good way. So I was like, she just did that really well. The other that I really like is kind of the more subtle stuff. Um, like we saw in love in the villa, um, the girl, I forgot the actress's name. But who played Julie? Um, just like the subtle way, like her eyebrow quirks, you know, and the way that she would like her facial expressions and her body language, that was like a little bit more tailored and like just finessed, you know. Um, so those two yeah. I really really like, um, and I think that um, Jesse Schramm, she just did a good job. Yeah, and this she did one, a great job. Yeah, I like her a lot, and um, she is in a Christmas movie, and then the movie that I called Picture Perfect is actually called um the birthday wish wish so hmm, same thing don't mm-hmm. listen to me yep yeah totally you could have gotten me um, together um well yeah, to <laughs> to wrap this up a couple of things i there was a quote i loved and it was because several of the girls in town were kind of giving jenny a cold shoulder 
and they came to get the pumpkin cream um massage facial thing that she was doing for yeah. everybody and um they said one of the girls said i'm really sorry for the for you know the treatment i've been giving you and she said city girls and country girls don't mix and then jenny says well in here we are just girls and i was like yeah. oh i love that like it's the so anti mean girls anti like clicky yes. you know whatever loved it um and then a quote that i found to be completely stupid um brett says i always loved the rain it meant things would grow <laughs> <laughs> such a trope too that they like are on a horse ride together yes. and then like they it starts get, to they rain come back yeah. and it starts raining and she goes it's raining i love the rain <laughs> <laughs> i always love the rain it meant things would grow i literally said out loud and i typed it lol what <laughs> <laughs> what <Duh. laughs> no i did not laugh okay. i said the word lol, <laughs> uh, LOL. yeah right right <laughs> but overall out of like a 10 what would you probably give this movie um I would probably give it like a six, six point five, but still recommend it. It was just like yeah. those things, like the leaving out certain scenes and stuff, irked me. But great Hallmark movie. I mean, it was cute mm-hmm. as heck, you know that kind of thing. What yeah. about you? I think it's the same. I would give it a six, six point five. Um, and it it was one of the. It's like a fall movie. So it's a good, I think, transitional one because we've done a lot of the Hallmark summer movies and then obviously Christmas movies. So it's a good in between yeah and it gives you like a different time of year um and i loved it because of like all the pumpkins and yeah. the harvest moon festival it was very fall which i love so i i would say the same thing and um where did we watch it of course friendly the friendly app Sponsor. yeah Sponsor. they just are so great we love them so much thank you mom for paying so for that subscription we <laughs> honestly like we would too it's not it's not that expensive i think it's like seven dollars yeah, but like why like seven dollars why pay for yeah, all right. that that's why they won't sponsor us because we're just openly admitting that we share <laughs> that subscription. i know right we um, use all the same logins. yes but the friendly app take out all of the um vowels <laughs> i'm gonna say consonants um <laughs> the uh, the i app <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah the friendly app is where we watched it um great movie um well g- good movie not great but yeah, not bad yeah. to be honest with you and just very cute um drink some apple cider while you watch it um carve yeah. a pumpkin while you watch it that would be cute Why not? um give yourself a facial with yes pumpkin enzymes yes um i i got a few chores done while i was doing it i was fully yeah. paying attention but it was kind of one of those really nice ones just to have on the background so yeah. Anyway, um, we are going to end this episode with Emily informing not only you guys, but myself as well about this yeah. interesting thing about our personalities. Yeah, so I didn't really have an unpopular opinion this time. I don't know whose turn it was, but um, before we started recording, I started getting like really motivated of what I was going to do after we got off recording. And it this was at like 7.15 p.m. Mm-hmm. At 2.30 p.m., no. I was not Zero. feeling any motivation. Mm-hmm. And that made me think of something called a chronotype and how um, basically each person kind of has maybe that time of day where you're feeling more motivated, not necessarily like, you know, with the sun or whatever. Like, you know, your night owls, your early birds, etc. So I talked to Sophie about it and she didn't really know what it was. So I'm going to give all of us a little refresher. And then there's a, there's so many quizzes you can take online. So we were saying how I'd give you a little info about it. And then separately we would take a quiz and then report our results back next week and it's just a fun little personality thing um so chronotype is basically your your own master biological clock um and 
it's like every person's is different and it doesn't necessarily keep same time or same pace as like everyone else. Um, so basically it's your own body master clock and they're kind of broken into four different classifications and those are just called the chronotypes. So this is a tool that maybe if you're not feeling super productive at a certain time of day, this might help you figure it out. Like it's to me like the Enneagram, you're like, oh, this is a fun tool and I can kind of understand how to work with my body, not against it or better understand, you know, just when you're motivated, when you want to be creative, so on and so forth. So there are four, the dolphin, they're funny, the dolphin, the lion, the bear, and the wolf. I I think I've heard of like this, at least this part of it. Yeah. Yeah, so they're basically, each animal, like, represents a different type of chronotype. I don't okay. know why it's animals and not, like, yeah. a number or yeah. something, but um, we can take a quiz. There's so many quizzes, so we'll find a quiz that we took, yeah. and then we can put it in the show notes and figure it out. But, uh, yeah, are you a dolphin, a lion, a bear, or a wolf? Find yes. out next week. Well, and take our quizzes. prediction-wise, I don't know what, the, what each animal means, but <clears throat> I think I'm going to either be, like, not early morning, but... right. Like mid morning, because I get to my office at eight a.m. and by like eight thirty, I could sit and work pretty much from eight thirty until about eleven, eleven thirty, and get a lot done. But yeah. after that, it's maintaining. It's not focused. It's not you know hardcore. Yeah. But I get my second wind right about seven thirty or eight o'clock every night. So I'm like, I yeah. don't know. I've always loved these types of conversations, too, and, like, we won't go on a long spiel because no. I know we both have things to do in, like, five minutes, yes. but we could talk about this next week, too, yeah. just going into the spiel of, like, like working with your productivity hours and maybe, like, the, the conversation that's been brought up recently is, like, f- um, you know, four-day work weeks, maybe mm, being more productive, yeah. eight-hour workday not being the best choice for people yeah. on, a, on a whole, like... I love conversations like that, and I'm excited. Maybe we can dive into it next week. Um, so, listeners, if you want to take a chronotype quiz, let us know what you are. How do you we'll spell do a little it? Sciency. Uh, so it is C H R O N O T Y P E. Okay, that's kind of what word. I was thinking. I just didn't know if it was a K or if it, there was an S yeah, in there. I thought, yeah. So yeah, I um I would love to chat with that. Maybe yeah. that's not an unpopular opinion, but is like I don't think an eight-hour workday is conducive for all people. What if we, so, what if we like, have every guest come on and we're like, what's your chronotype? And they're like, what the crap are you talking about? <laughs> we have no idea what it is. <laughs> well, like, well, here, yes. we'll learn you Yeah, well, but, we're going to um, do the quiz live. Um, Yeah, I love that idea of doing that. So, yeah, we're going to take it this week. So, tune in to next week's episode, and we will be telling yeah. you guys when we are most productive and kind of some of the things that we learned about ourselves. Yeah, maybe some, like, fun ideas of how you can, like, best utilize your chronotype. Because yes. we love all things psychology and working yes. with our bodies and hormones and not against them. Not so, against. There we go. Speaking yes. of, um, I don't know, some... I was going to try and get that to tie into what we are talking about. Speaking of facts, speaking speaking of speaking knowing of, knowing truth, you know. And not working against something. Um, don't work against truth, guys. And just lean <laughs> in to the fact this week. That Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> you did such a good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks again for hanging out with us here at Hallmark Remarks. If you like this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a review so our podcast can find its way to new listeners who can join in on the fun. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Hallmark underscore Remarks Pod and on Pinterest at Hallmark Remarks. That's where we'll not only post about movies we'll be reviewing, but also keep you up to date on our lives and other exciting things. And if you have movie suggestions, thoughts, or want to send us pictures of your pets, email us at hallmarkremarkspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, never forget that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie.